All right. Good morning, everybody. Hope uh, everyone's doing well. It's Friday, so definitely something to look forward to. Uh, just have some notes here to go through the news of uh, yesterday and some news coming out this morning as well. So just uh, bear with me while uh, I get through this. Now, Diane Feinstein, who is a Democratic senator in the United States government, clearly is showing signs of dementia. This is nothing new. This has actually been going on for quite some time. So it there's some footage that is so bad. If you take a step back and you go to, I believe it was the Facebook and Twitter hearing of about a month back or a few months back. There's been a couple hearings this year. She asks the same question two or three times over to the CEO of Twitter, Jack Dorsey. And he answers very respectfully. I'll give him that. Um, obviously, he's being, I mean, he, he's sitting in front of a Senate committee, right? So, but ultimately, she asked the exact same question and completely forgot literally a handful of seconds prior what she was saying what he said what she was reading believe it or not now supposedly this has been a problem for quite some time with her and with a handful of other democrats as well and it's apparently been tried tried to cover up to be covered up now here's the thing about this if it's been covered up for quite some time i have to say they've done a damn pretty good job of it i'm not gonna lie with that being said the fact that her own staffers are now coming out on background meaning that they can confirm their staffers of hers, but they don't want to be named, saying that she is, it's time for her to step down because they're struggling just making sure she's even looking half decent in front of the camera, says a lot. Now, the question then becomes, not is this a conspiracy, but these staffers of hers that went on record, but on background, do they know so much about this that they're trying to intentionally push her out and they may have been given directives from the democratic establishment honestly we don't know but i have to say if this is the case and they've been covering for her this is a and i don't say this in any disrespectful way because anyway i have i've had family who's had dementia and alzheimer's and things like this and it's terrible and so for the sake of the country for the sake of the stability of the government for the sake of <clears throat> excuse me for the sake of the continuity of government, and for the sake of her own health, I would recommend she steps down, as does everybody else. I mean, it's gotten to the point where the mainstream media has essentially confirmed that this is the case. If you can't tell by the footage we've seen, it's essentially confirmed without her needing to admit it. It's as simple as that. So, moving on, the next thing I want to talk about has to do, before I get into the cool stuff, has to do with the Hunter Biden story. And I'm not trying to sit here to shit on Hunter Biden or the Biden family. But in the past 24 hours, people from the center-right and obviously the far-right have been calling Biden, uh, particularly his son Hunter, a criminal because he's being investigated for more than just tax fraud. He's also being investigated for money laundering, uh, securities fraud, which is uh, trading on the stock market, a very shady hospital building deal, and he's also being accused of, I think it was, bribery as well. Now, Here's the thing, and this is what I try to say in some of my episodes pertaining to politics and predictive programming. At the end of the day, and I don't mean to over, like, I'm not trying to overgeneralize this, but in a lot of regards, they're, they're all the same in a certain sense. They might come in with good intentions, they might genuinely be good people, or they might genuinely be sick and depraved people, but they come in and they all fall into the same circle of that whole encompassing power, uh, uh, I guess we could say power and multi-layered chess game of politics we could call it and so i'm not trying to defend hunter biden all i'm saying here is that actually quite the contrary to be honest with you guys because 
what bothered me here, and this news is just starting to come out, is that, and the fact that Google <clears throat> will not comment on it says a lot too. So what I mean by this is very simply this. After the Hunter Biden story by the New York Post came out, and I think I spoke about this in yesterday's episode, Twitter was all over it saying, listen, the, the some of that information was obtained illegally, so we have to take it down. Twitter then put it back up because they were getting grilled for not taking down the New York Times Trump tax report, which was also obtained illegally. So the whole thing was you have to be consistent with your outrage and with your censorship, which is true. And they were not. So they rightfully put the New York Post story back up. Whether or not that story is factual or not, it doesn't matter. It has to do with free speech and being able to speak your mind to open others peop- other people's minds to different ideologies that may in fact unite us or differentiate us or separate us even more. But that's the whole purpose of free speech. And so when we take a step back and we look at all this, we sit there and we go, hold on, this whole Hunter Biden thing. So now it's okay that the election is over for this to happen. Now, I'm not saying this because I wanted Trump to win or Biden to win, neither. I'm saying this because of the fact that when we take a look at this, the media was saying this was a nothing burger before the election. And the same media, the same mainstream media networks, outlets, papers, you name it, that said this was a nothing burger. It, it just, I'm sorry, it just ticks me off a little bit. Is, is, is now being investigated thoroughly and legitimately and they cannot deny it. So it's a little bit ironic. Now, yes, one can argue that when Biden gets into office, he can pardon his son and people on the the right will be outraged. But listen, I do have to say Trump is offering pardons out like, I don't want to say candy, but he's offering out a handful of them. Whether you agree with them or not is a different story. But if I were to be totally fair and completely unbiased, if Biden pardons his son, it... I mean, in theory, it would be no different if Trump pardoned his kids. Now, he hasn't done it yet officially that we know of, Trump, but you see what I'm trying to get at here. And so we have to be consistent with the way things are going or else I I can't sit here and truthfully talk to you guys every morning and say, this is fair, this is not, and so on and so forth, right? The hypocrisy within the establishment is completely uh, is completely real and it's entirely ridiculous. The fact that this whole Hunter Biden thing was not a subject of discussion or was trying to be suppressed before the election. And then the fact that Google tried to cover up the fact that their most searched sentence and question after the Hunter Biden story came out was, how do I change my vote? Now, I'm not saying that would have altered the, the course of the election to the point where Trump would have won, but it certainly would have altered the course of the election to the point where people had changed their perspectives. And so we have to look at that and say, okay, does it constitute a re-election of sorts? I'm not a, I'm not a political scholar. Uh, I'm not a legal scholar or a constitutional scholar in America. I can't say. But at the end of the day, it, you guys, come on, you can't help but think this would have changed it. Or at the very least would have made a different type of impact of sorts. Again, just another way of how Trump, regardless if you like him or not, completely disrupted the establishment and their overall timeline and agenda, essentially. Whether you like him or not, whether you think he's smart or not, whether he's truthfully smart or not, or maybe only smart in certain areas and, and you know, vice versa, he did disrupt the establishment and the order of things. It's as simple as that. And so they pumped in billions of dollars this election cycle, this, this just past one, in order to get him out. And he still walked away with 70 or 72 million votes or whatever the number is at the very least 70 million 
And so it just goes to show you that in a lot of cases, no matter how much money you pump into a campaign, no matter how many signs you put outside people's houses and things like that, if people's minds are set in believing someone that they truthfully see as um, a leader and a strong politician, whether that's Trump or whether that's Biden, they will do it no matter what. Now, yes, of course, money can help change things through advertising and using, you know, harnessing the subconscious predictive programming side of things. But again, like I said, if people have their minds made in stone and they don't fall for the advertising, then that's the way it's going to be. And if they fall for the advertising, then that's the other, then that's another perspective one could take too. There's, there's always two sides of the story. Now, I want to move on. And I want to talk about how Israel is now sending another ship to the moon after their ship last year crash landed. But I can't help but take a step back and look at why this is all happening now. Why China just sent another rover to the moon and had that rover plant a fully fledged Chinese flag on the moon. Why Israel wants to go back. Why Elon Musk not just talks about Mars now but is slowly but very carefully speaking about going to the moon. Things are just a little bit ironic or coincidental if we we want to call it because the ramping up of things is a little bit too pieced together let's say things are things are not all over the place in a certain regard so there's that the next thing is that pertaining to israel still iran is saying essentially that the machine or the turret or the weapon whatever it was that murdered their top iranian uh, nuclear scientist was remote controlled by a satellite can't be proven again this is what iran is saying essentially we just have to take their word for it right next thing is the pope is heading to iraq in march now that's going to be interesting there's a lot of speculation as to why he's going there again other than the official reason and so iraq as we know right now very unfortunately is a very destabilized country and there was a whole vacuum left there because of the 9-11 thing and and bush and the the u.s going in and all that and so many people will say it's a mistake some people still think that they have no will still say they have no regret about going it's just a little bit interesting to see the pope going some think that on the more theoretical end he's going there because there's a stargate there it's there's an ulterior motive to for him to go there and he's using back channels to communicate in order to get and see certain things there that the public will never know about obviously right Next thing is, I want to turn, before I go back to politics, just want to take a quick break and talk about uh, the HBO Max deal. Now, what's interesting here is that back in 2010 at a D conference, I think it was the D10, D8 conference in California with Kara Swisher and uh, I forgot the other gentleman's name, but Steve Jobs was on in 2010, this was about a year, year and a half before he passed away, saying that he believed down the road, they asked him why he didn't get into the TV business, and he talked about how at the time, there were a bunch of issues with that, and slowly but surely, streaming seems to have solved a lot of the cable provider issues he was speaking about. Now, he mentioned at one point in the interview that he believes there's going to be a point where, in, in the near future, where you can watch a movie the same day as it comes out in theaters for a bunch of money at home. And you know what? He was bang on correct. And I have to say, uh, not trying to kiss his ass, but I got to give credit where credit is due. When someone predicts something like that, particularly with the innovative and foreseeable mindset that Steve Jobs had, it just goes to show you that 
he was truly ahead of his time, whether it was only five, 10 years ahead of his time or whether it was 100 years. At the end of the day, you have to admit that that's what happened and it, that's what seems to be happening. Now, I know that there's been a lot of slack regarding HBO doing this. I know the famous director, writer and producer of a bunch of movies, um, Inception, uh, the new movie Tenet, the Dark Knight series, all those films, Interstellar, Christopher Nolan has been saying that he thinks it's a complete, ridiculous, completely ridiculous idea. And I, I can understand because he's a director who makes films that want to entice you with the full-on immersive experience when you go to the theater. So I can understand that. But with that being said, I think, I think that with the evolution and the rise of Netflix and, and streaming services like that, there's no way around it ultimately. I think people are starting to develop their own home theaters more and more. I have no, I have no facts to back that up, but based on what I've heard, based on friends and family all around the world, people seem to be preferring their home theater over the theaters now of course yes because of covid but again that seemed to be the direction things were going even before covid so this may have only just sped it up now the next thing i want to talk about is that the british pound is allegedly heading for a crash if they can't establish a brexit trade deal here's the thing this is very political and i'm not a, an expert of macroeconomics by any stretch of the word but I do have to say that there is a real split between the Brexit um, about Britain leaving the European Union. Now, what's interesting about all this is that I, I don't think I've spoken about this before on another Kraken episode. But what's interesting is that the when this happened, essentially based on the polling, and again, the polling could be wrong because as we've seen in the West, the polling is not accurate. But based on the polling... The voting for Britain to leave the European Union was mainly at the senior level, meaning that people in their 40s and 50s and above voted for this. So essentially, what happened was, allegedly, according to the polls, it seemed as though the younger generation of people within Britain decided not to go out and vote because they didn't think it was that big of a deal, and a bunch of older people did. And so they essentially outnumbered the younger people at the polling stations. Now, had all the, the youth voted then it would have been maybe a bit of a different story. And I know there's a total divide between the Brexit trade deal and it was supposed to happen back in March. And it still has not been agreed to yet, which is a little bit scary. But at the end of the day, look, if they chose to get out, it's as simple as that. I mean, I know a lot of people politically will talk about imposing certain things to help stabilize Britain after they leave the European Union. But at the end of the day, I have to say, it's very simple. If a country voted to get out, they can get out. Britain is not a third world country, very high class country, very elite country in the sense of business, economics, agri agriculture, all those kinds of things. And so I would say to honestly let them do their thing, in my humble opinion, unless they really need help from outside countries. And then you take it as it comes, so to speak. And I, I know that might be a bit of an oversimplification of, of the way we should treat this because, again, I'm not an expert and I'm sure there's so many strategical issues at hand here. So I don't want to say that I know things that I really don't. But at the end of the day, to me, it's from as a simple person, it's black and white. If they voted to get out and not, and not enough young people came out to vote, then, hey, there's always another chance to go and, and, and have this referendum be reversed. But we'll see what happens, right? Now, the next thing I want to talk about has to do with uh, two things, actually, um, which is that China, just from Italy alone, Chinese businessmen have profited, not revenue, but profited $1.5 just in the last year based on the masks and the orders of the personal protect 
protective equipment, the PPEs. Now, that's insane. But the reason why I bring this up is because a lot of these Chinese companies have been scamming, not just big companies and corporations in the West and in Europe, but scamming politicians who will place orders of, say, six, seven hundred million dollars worth of masks, but then only receive 30 percent of the value back in masks. They only receive 30 percent of what they paid for. And then that company goes broke and then disappears and you can't do anything because China's so well protected within the way that they con um, control things, whether it's through the Internet or through economics or what have you. And so that's it's a little bit interesting to see. But, hey, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not I'm not trying to applaud these people, but there will always be fraudsters. There will always be con men. And if if people fall for it, then they fall for it. Now, that's not to say that, you know, these politicians were stupid, but ultimately things have been moving so quickly they didn't know truthfully now the the last thing i want to talk about before i end this is the news that's been circulating regarding obama's daughter sasha who was seen dancing in a tiktok video with a handful of other people obviously her friends but with no mask and nor did her friends have a mask on now the hypocrisy is of this is huge but at the end of the day she is a kid however i do see the hypocrisy and i'm not naive to the fact that her father is one of the staunchest advocates for joe biden who therefore in turn is pushing for everyone to wear a mask for the first hundred days that he's in office. That is, his, I believe, his first and only request to the American people once he gets in. And so it's just a little bit ironic to see his former boss, Obama's daughter, one of his daughters, not wearing a mask and dancing with her friends. It sets a terrible example, just like when the mayor of New York, de Blasio's daughter, was arrested for protesting at an anti-mask protest. It's ironic. It, it is ironic. And I'm not trying to make a divisive stance on whether or not someone should wear a mask. All I'm saying is that if you're going to push for these kind of things, you got to keep your family in line and you got to make sure that, you know, since you're under the public limelight all the time, yes, things might slip up. But at the end of the day, if you're not following what your own family's preaching, then what are you doing? To me, it's as simple as that. So that's it for this morning and for today. We will see you guys uh, later in the afternoon for the regularly scheduled episode. And then after that, we will see you guys on Monday. So have a fantastic weekend and we'll catch you next week or later today, depending which one. Thank you.